0: Welcome to the path to inspiration podcast daily content to remind you to inspire and be inspired. And this podcast is hosted by the founder of path to inspiration, Sebastian Grinko. Florence Scoville Shin, the power of the spoken word. Chapter one weapons. Ye know not of. I have weapons ye know not of, I have ways ye know not of, I have channels ye know not of. Mysterious weapons, mysterious ways, mysterious channels. For God works in mysterious ways, His wonders to perform. The trouble with most people is that they want to know the way and the channels beforehand. They want to tell supreme intelligence just how their prayers should be answered. They do not trust the wisdom and ingenuity of God. They pray, giving infinite intelligence definite directions how to work, thereby limiting the Holy One of Israel. Jesus Christ said, When ye pray, believe ye have it. What could be more simple or direct? become as a little child if you would enter the kingdom we might paraphrase the scriptures and say have the expectancy of a little child and your prayers will be answered a child waits with joyful expectancy for his toys at Christmas I give the illustration of the little boy who asked for a drum for Christmas the child does not lie awake at night agonizing over his drum wondering whether he will get it he goes to bed and sleeps like a top he jumps out of bed in the morning ready for the happy day before him he looks with wonder at that which is before him the grown-up person spends sleepless nights agonizing over his problem instead of a drum he has spoken for a large sum of money. He can't think of any way it can come. And will it come on time? He will tell you he has perfect faith in God, but he would like to know more about the channel and how it is to be done. The answer comes, I have weapons ye know not of. My ways are ingenious. My methods are sure. Trust in me, commit your ways unto me. Committing your ways unto the Lord seems very difficult to most people. It means, of course, to follow intuition, for intuition is the magic path, the beeline to your demonstration. Intuition is a spiritual faculty above the intellect, it is the still small voice commonly called a hunch, which says, this is the way. Walk ye in it. I refer to intuition very often for it is the most important part of spiritual development. It is divine guidance. It is the God within. It is the eye which watches over Israel and never slumbers or sleeps. With it, nothing is unimportant. Acknowledge me in all your ways and I will make plain path. Remember, despise not the day of small things. It is very difficult for a person who has always followed the reasoning mind to suddenly follow intuition, especially people who have what they call regular habits. They are accustomed to doing the same thing every day at the same time. Meals like clockwork. They get up at a certain time and go to bed at a certain time. Any deviation accepts them. We have the power of choice. We may follow the magic path of intuition or the long and hard road of experience. By following the reasoning mind, by following the superconscious, we attain the heights. In the intuition are the pictures of eternal youth and eternal life, where death itself is overcome we have the power to impress the subconscious mind with the picture of eternal youth and eternal life the subconscious being simply power without direction carries out the idea and we have our bodies transmuted into the body which can never die we see this idea partly expressed in the moving picture the lost horizon Shangri-La was a symbolic picture of the world of the wondrous, where all conditions are perfect. There is a spiritual prototype of your body and affairs. I call it the divine design and this divine design is a perfect idea in your subconscious mind. Most people are far from expressing the divine idea of their bodies and affairs. They have stamped the contrary pictures of disease, old age, and death upon the subconscious, and it has carefully carried out their orders. Now we must give a new order. Let me now express the divine idea in my mind, body, and affairs. If you will impress the subconscious by repeating this statement, you will be amazed at the changes which soon take place. You'll be bombarded by new ideas and new ideals. A chemical change will take place in your body your environment will change for the better for you are expanding rapidly into the divine plan where all conditions are permanently perfect lift up your heads ye gates and be ye lifted up ye everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in who is this king of glory the Lord strong and mighty the Lord mighty in battle. Now remember, the Bible is talking about thoughts and states of consciousness. Here is a picture of the perfect ideas of the support conscious mind. Rushing into your conscious mind, gates and doors are lifted up, and the king of glory comes in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, Lord mighty in battle, this King of glory has weapons ye know not of, and puts to flight the army of the aliens, the negative thoughts entrenched in your consciousness for countless ages. These negative thoughts have always defeated the manifestation of your heart's desire. They are the thought forms which you have built up in your subconscious by constantly Thinking the same thoughts. You have built up a fixed idea that life is hard and filled with disappointments. You will meet these thoughts as concrete experiences in life, for out of the imaginations of the heart come the issues of life. My ways are ways of pleasantness. We should all build up in consciousness a picture of peace, harmony. And beauty and someday it will push itself into visibility. The divine idea of your life often flashes across your consciousness as something too good to be true. Very few people fulfill their destinies. Destiny means the place you were destined to fill. We are fully equipped for the divine plan of our lives. We are more than equal to every situation. If we could get the realization back of these words, doors would fly open and channels be cleared. We could actually hear the hum of divine activity, for we would be linked with infinite intelligence, which knows no defeat. Opportunities would come to us from unexpected quarters. Divine activity would operate in and through all our affairs. And the divine idea would come to pass. God is love but God is law. If ye love me, keep my commandments. Dr. Ernest Wilson told me that his first knowledge of truth came through reading Emerson's Concentration. Concentration means loving absorption. We see children lovingly absorbed in their play. We can only be a success in a line which interests us greatly. Great inventors are never bored with their work or they would not bring forth great inventions. Never try to force a child to be something he does not want to be. He will only prove a failure. The first start towards success is to be glad you are yourself. So many people are bored by themselves have no self-reliance and are always wishing there was someone else. When I was in London, I saw a man on the street selling a new song. It was called I'm tickled to death I am me. I thought that was a wonderful idea. Start out by being glad you are yourself. Then you can expand rapidly into the divine plan of your life where you fulfill your destiny. You may be sure that the divine plan of your life will give you perfect satisfaction. You will no longer envy anyone. People often become impatient and discouraged. I was inspired by reading in the paper about Omaha, the famous racehorse. The article said Omaha has to run a mile before he gets into his stride. There are, no doubt, a lot of Omahas in the world but they can get into their spiritual stride and win the race in the twinkling of an eye. Delight thyself also in the Lord and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Delight thyself in the law, and He will give to thee the desires of thine heart. Delighting yourself in the law means to enjoy making a demonstration, to enjoy trusting God it means to be happy in following your intuitive leads. Most people say, oh Dieu, I've got to demonstrate money again, oh Dieu, my hunches make me so nervous, I haven't the nerve to follow them. People enjoy playing golf and tennis, why can't we enjoy playing the game of life? It is because we are playing with unseen forces. With golf or tennis, they have balls they can see and a goal which is visible to the naked eye. But how much more important is this game of life? The goal is the divine plan of your life where all conditions are permanently perfect. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will make plain thy past. Every moment we can link with intuition will give us as definite a lead as a signpost. So many people are leading such complicated lives because they are trying to think things out of instead of intuiting the way out. I know a woman who says she has a total knowledge of truth and its application, but the minute she has a problem she reasons and waits and measures the situation. It is never solved. Intuition flies out of the window when reason Come to the door. Intuition is the spiritual faculty, the superconscious, and never explained itself. There came a voice before me saying, This is the way, walk ye in it. Someone asked me if the reasoning mind was ever any good. The reasoning mind must be redeemed. Trust in spiritual law and it will be given you. Your part is to be a good receiver. Prepare for your blessing. Rejoice and give thanks, and it will come to pass. I have weapons ye know not of. I have ways which will astound you. End of this chapter. End of this beautiful first chapter of the book, The Power of the Spoken Word by Florence Scovel Shin. I've discovered, level love sorry Florence Koval quite recently and I am astounded by what I've read and what I've learned. and I'm still a very big fan on uh, student of Neville, Goddard, Neville Goddard's teaching Joseph Murphy's teaching and of course David Hawking's teaching but I have to say Florence Koval Sheen is amazing as well this chapter is fundamental And we have to unwrap a few things the first thing even though she mentioned Zit at the end of the chapter is the love for oneself and she didn't use those words but i'm using those words you have to love yourself and you have to be authentic with yourself and you have to be comfortable being yourself and i know it's counterintuitive and counterproductive because by loving yourself and being authentic to yourself, you will soon realize that there are a lot of things that you will not accept anymore in your life, for they are not congruent with the person you want to be. For at the moment you decide to be the person you want to be and to be authentic and truthful to yourself, there are things, a lot of things, generally speaking, they are misaligned towards the person. You want to be you claim to be your ideal self your higher self so to speak so there are people events circumstances content even books music movies that you will not indulge in anymore and yes you might go through a phase that is turbulent but it is well worth it but this is the premises of the chapter in my interpretation of course so remember always to be okay with who you are and you don't need to dig deep to know more about your desires because by virtue of shining the light of love towards yourself unconditional love that's what I'm talking about things will unfold naturally in a sense that you will start to unravel and see things that you have not seen before, or things that you have seen, but because the awareness you put on is uh, combined with the unconditional love, this shine will—sorry, this light will shine ever so brightly on the things that you saw vaguely before, if it makes any sense. So remember to always shine the light of love on oneself and always strive, quote unquote, to be more and more authentic. There's a famous quote by Earl Nightingale that says that success is the progressive realization of an ideal self. The key word there is progressive. You won't necessarily know, nor should you know, at any given time, your full aspect of who you are, your authentic self. But as long as you use unconditional love and you do it regularly, and you strive to do it as much as you possibly can, things will unfold in a way that you will see things and you will be more and more of who you are. Which means that you will do, say, think, Things that are aligned with what resonates truly with who you are and those are just words and they might resonate with you right now or not but you have to understand it and feel it inside to truly fathom what I'm talking about that being said I hope that what I just said will make a certain level of sense so you can move forward should you have any problems in this domain so that's very important and I digressed a bit but it was important so loving oneself and being authentic that's number one and the follow-up to this is to understand that we need have faith what is faith faith is persistence and persistence is faith that's a direct quote by Earl Nightingale I know we're talking about Florence Covencine but Earl Nagena has a bunch of quotes that apply to what I'm saying right now. And what I just read from Florence Coburg Shin. The faith you have is not only the trust, which is also part of faith, the trust you have in knowing that your vision is more important than what you see with your own eyes and by that i mean that you need to trust that the ways of god the ways of the universe whatever you want to call it are greater than yours she said it very eloquently and i've put it in my notes somewhere but she said something along the along the the lines of and i'm paraphrasing that as soon as the reasoning mind comes knocks on your door the intuition leaves And we are not necessarily taught that way of doing things because we are taught to reason, to think, to overthink, to dwell, to ponder. We are not taught to have a vision, to be faithful, to persevere in this vision, in this assumption, and let the world shape itself towards our desire, towards the fulfillment of our desire. And that's a whole learning curve that we all need to go through. Me, you, anybody else. Because we are not taught that way. We have been conditioned differently. When we were in school, when we were in college, when we were in university, we are all taught that think your way, reflect upon, and solve this issue, solve this problem, solve this maze. Which can come in handy. Obviously, it works to a certain extent. But when it comes to the law of attraction and the most basic fundamentals of manifesting the one's life and one's ideal self, one's higher self, intuition has a greater part. Intuition trumps reasoning because as she said ever so eloquently in the first lines of the chapter, God knows channels that we know not of. God knows ways that we know not of, and it is unfathomable for us to realize how things will come. We have no way to know every detail, every specific detail of what needs to unfold for us to reach. We think we do, but right now, if you were to start a diet, if you were to start a business, if you were to start any type of endeavor. And you are at the beginning stage, let's say point A, and the last stage, so to speak, is point Z. You have no way to really fathom how to go from A to Z. You have the delusion, we have the delusion that we know exactly what would bring us from a point A to Z. But it's not like a road trip where we can know and we can reflect back on our journey. Look at the things you really, really wanted in life that you finally got most of them came in a way that you didn't understand, that you didn't foresee. Why? Because God has ways that we know not all, and the universe has greater ways than we can fathom. I'll give you a small example. If you think right now, a brief thought, a very, very short-lived thought, a transient thought about Oh, I'm thinking about what this word mean. I just encountered a word and I don't know what it mean. But for whatever reason, I didn't want to um, Google it or sift to a dictionary to find the definition. And all of a sudden, maybe a couple of hours later, maybe the next day or two days later, I find myself stumbling upon this word, maybe on TV, maybe in a podcast, maybe in a radio, where the definition is clear as day. How did it happen? I didn't plan to get the definition in this way. My thinking was, I don't understand this word. Eventually I will get a dictionary or I'll Google it. That's the way I was thinking. But then it came in a way where I didn't need to make myself do anything because the world, the universe has pushed me, quote unquote, to get the definition. In the fastest way possible, and we could argue, yes, we, our um, amygdala and our brains will be hyper-focused because we had the defi- the word in our mind the day prior or a couple of hours prior to finding the definition, and that's true as well. But I think it's still limiting because I think it's a more spiritual side than a the materialistic side where it's just the brain and yeah it's probably part of it but I think there's something even bigger at work. So even in the teachings of god it tells you very clearly that living in the end wills the means to get to the end. In other words once you have this vision and you are staying faithful to this vision the world, circumstances, the bridge of events People yourself included Everything will be moved in a way to shape your world and Translate what you have imagined in your 4d reality to your 3d reality in other words What you have imagined will become what you can see what is tangible the intangible becomes the tangible the concrete And for that you need to let go and you need to have trust. And not only do you need to trust, it's not only that you need to trust for one day, you need to have faith until you can see it. That's persistent assumption by Neville Goddard. You need to persist and have faith that not only this was go- is gonna happen, but this is my vision. And I will stay faithful to this vision no matter what I see and this is the exercise that is kind of hard because you cannot let what you see in this world what you feel what people tell you what events will show you your interpretation of these events you have to be stronger than all of this because a lot of things might seem and that's very important might seem that they are not working to your benefit but you have to believe they are you have to persist at the very least to believe that everything is working out for your benefit and if you can do this the majority of the time and not react to the circumstances that might seem like they are not working to your benefit then you're good but It is a discipline and some people can do it effortlessly because they are just that good at being positive. But for the vast majority of us, it is hard to live in your imagination and not let what you see, which is not the real world, is the reality you see, but the reality you see is preceded by the imagination, deliberately or not, remember that. So what you see in your imagination is more real than what you see right now. Because what you see in your reality right now is what you have seen in your imagination, even if it was not deliberate. Remember that, that's very important. If you don't understand this, if you don't believe in that, then I guess you should not listen to what I'm saying. But that being said, remember one thing, have faith, have trust in your vision, and have the fortitude and the composure to keep having this calm confidence no matter what is happening. Thank you for listening. This was the Path to Inspiration podcast. For more information, go to pathtoinspiration.com for more content or sebgrinko.com for coaching.